Hi, this is Dan Steele with your WASA Legislative Report for Monday, February 28th. Today, legislative committees wrapped up their regular work as the Opposite House Fiscal Committee cutoff arrived. All Opposite House bills with fiscal impacts needed to be passed today to remain alive. Of course, the budgets and bills considered necessary to implement the budget continue to live. Legislators now move to almost exclusive floor action for the remainder of the session, scheduled to adjourn March 10th. Understand, however, that there will be some ad hoc committee meetings held as budget deals are cut and budget-related bills go through the committee process to comply with the procedural rules of the legislature. While these additional hearings are held to comply with legislative rules and to maintain transparency, the hearings and executive sessions almost always have a predetermined outcome. In other words, the hearings are mostly held just for show. These hearings are usually related to budget matters, which is the main focus of the legislature right now. There are a couple of hundred policy bills still going through the process and have to be adopted by their opposite house by this Friday, March 4, in order to remain alive. This is the legislature's final self-imposed cutoff date. Once this gate is passed, the legislature has six days to resolve differences in bills between the houses. Remember, for any bill, including the budgets, to be adopted by the legislature, it must pass both houses in the same form. Oftentimes, the House and Senate agree on policy or budget issues, but may disagree on the approach or the implementation methodology. During the last week of session, during the legislature's reconciliation process, there is an opportunity to come to agreement on language between the houses. Because these negotiations can take a lot of time as bills ping-pong back and forth between the houses, or disagreements are just too great, many bills end up dying in the closing days of session. The major issues to be dealt with in the remaining days of the session, of course, is the adoption of the 2022 Supplemental Operating, Capital, and Transportation Budgets. We won't dwell on budget details in this podcast because we've provided in-depth details of the supplemental budgets in the last several This Week in Olympia newsletters. Budget proposals and actions on the operating budget specifically are addressed in the February 22nd special edition issue of This Week in Olympia, along with further details in the Week 6, Week 7, and Week 7 addendum issues. If you don't receive This Week in Olympia via email, Remember, all issues are archived on the WASA website for your use. The two biggest K-12 issues in the budget, both in terms of importance as well as cost, are enrollment stabilization and staffing allocations. Both the Senate and the House budget proposals provide funding for these issues, but address them in different ways. Enrollment stabilization funding would be provided for districts dealing with enrollment losses. The Senate's budget calculates enrollment stabilization by comparing a district's actual 2019-20 enrollment with a district's actual enrollment in 2021-22. After the difference is calculated, the Senate proposal divides the difference in half because they've made a choice to only provide 50% of a district loss. Under the House's budget, Enrollment stabilization funding is calculated by determining the difference between a district's budgeted 2021-22 enrollment and a district's actual 2021-22 enrollment. Using this methodology, if a district was too conservative in budgeting, 
there is the potential the district would receive little or even no stabilization funding. We support the Senate's methodology. Similarly, both budgets provide enhanced staffing allocations for physical, social, and emotional support staff in the prototypical school funding model. The Senate provides enhanced allocations and funding in fiscal year 2023, while the House phases in those enhancements over three years. The Senate's quicker implementation would better equip schools to address the immediate physical, mental, and emotional health needs of our students, and we support the faster implementation. Compliance regarding the enhanced staffing allocations is also dealt with differently in the two budgets. The House's compliance model is similar to the current K-3 class size compliance. It is based on a staff ratio regardless of the true cost of staff compared to the state allocation. The House approach allows for contracted staff to be uh, counted towards compliance. The Senate's compliance model is actually a fiscal compliance approach. A district would be in compliance if all of the state prototypical revenues were spent on physical, social, and emotional support staff, even if the district was below the state-funded ratios. Although we support the Senate's timeline providing staffing enhancement funding in the 2022-23 school year, we support the House's approach to compliance. There are many other budget issues and bills still on the table for you to address. The window of opportunity to impact legislative decisions, however, is rapidly closing, so we encourage you to engage quickly. Let your own legislators know your opinions, but also connect with budget writers and leadership. There really is no such thing as too much participation, and we do need your support to ensure our success. Thank you for listening.